Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Glory be to God in the highest. This is discovery for man. So what I'm saying is this. These are people's examples of working with God. And what are we seeing about reinvention, as it were? Simply put, God is unstoppable. Absolutely unstoppable. And everything they've said has proven it. I checked my Bible and uh, I discover, honestly, that this creator God, if there's any attribute, he has so many, is the fact that he's invincible. You can never defeat him. And that's why he's sovereign. And in creating man, gentlemen, he created almost an invisible man on earth. You say, what do you mean? He created man to have dominion over everything created. So God didn't create you and I to be stopped. We cannot be stopped. But there will be situations in life that will try to stop us. That's just the way things are. As a matter of fact, I've said it a number of times because I read it in Dakifor's comment. You know what he said? He said, when the devil proved very rebellious in heaven, and started to attack the very throne of God. I mean, this guy was something else. God created. You were created. You were given the best. And you just were not satisfied with that. You must, up, uh, you must remove God. I mean, you must. The Bible said God kicked him out. Not directly. He got other creatures. It would be an insult for God to slap him. They carried him and threw him out. And this is where I'm going. And the book of Revelation tells us, it said, hey, woe to you inhabitants of the earth. For the devil has been cast down to you with all his wrath. Then Jacopo says, then God now decided, let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Let them rule the earth. He said, you know what God did? He created a wall. Because he knows that because the man is created in his image after his likeness, he will never allow the devil. Devil, you're looking for a fight? Go fight with my creatures. They will show you. So where am I going? He created us to reinvent. As a matter of fact, everything God created, he created to reinvent. You say, really? Ah. Let me start from plants. Do you know there are trees that live 5,000 years? Cut them down. They will grow. They will grow back to full stature. Possibly with other branches. Plants. What about animals? They said there's something, I mean, something called sea cucumber. If you slash it into three, every part has the capacity of growing back to full size again. God created for invention. We are looking at the God factor in this matter. 
So I follow that trail. That, 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 I just cannot follow that trail down in the Bible. Then I realize that when it comes to man, it's the height of reinvention. In the Garden of Eden, after God had put man in control, guess what happened? Man deliberately lost it. It would seem at the time that God had failed. Didn't you create man to have dominion? God, I want to see your next move. The reinventing God started reinvention immediately. He didn't think it was him. What did he do? Man ran away. God called man. Man went to hiding. Because man was not less than God had made him to be. And when man came back trembling, God looked at his nakedness and looked at his effort. Man still tried to come back, but his effort was useless. The devil was laughing. God got the animal reinvention. Slaughtered and gave him the skin. The blood was there. Don't want to wrap it up. And God was here to pronounce a word. Later, in the times of Moses, he said, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Oh. And from there, man was not gravitating towards oblivion. Man started to bounce back. Because God got them out of the garden. A man started to reproduce. And some things were said. The first statement that came out of the mouth of Adam, he said, she shall be called woman. And I'm going to say something about that. You can't keep on having a troubled home and you think you're going to have a breakthrough and reinvent easily. A troubled, a divided home will not present a common front and a strong and formidable front. But right there and then, there was a reinvention. God reinvented, and Adam, first move, says she shall be called Eve. Ah, the mother. But she was there to give birth to anything and anyone. So, in other words, Adam's ability to call forth was still there. God didn't take it away. I'm glad we are here today. Particularly at a time like this when it looked like Nigeria is gone. So in the garden it looked like God had failed and man was gone. It was a lie. What God started in the garden culminated in the coming of Jesus, death and resurrection, and of course, the rebirth of man. Reinvention. Now, looking at man, to bring it home quickly because of our time, the life of David. Just maybe three incidents in his life. You see, everything we've said here, talking about not getting stuck, we've been looking at entrepreneurship, your ability to make money, your ability to continue to have a sustenance in life. But you see, re- re- reinvention will affect every area of your life. See, I looked, just Google, and I just put this down. The most common challenges that men face. 
Number one, anger and irritability. How does it fit into this? I'll tell you in a minute. Number two, anxiety and depression. You are dressed. Number three, domestic violence, your marriage. You see what you just gave us about choosing a life partner. But I was asking, I said, but if we give you the time, you would have said it. What with those who have married seemingly the wrong partner right now? They will have to reinvent. And yet prosper. If you think she's wrong, are you stuck? No. God didn't create you to get stuck. You cannot be stuck. It's, some, it's one thing that you just have to have there. Fear of failing as a father. Managing stress. Or midlife crisis just to pick the first seven. Now, why this? Now, everything they've said, there are things that happen. And everything they've addressed is having the right attitude when life happens to you. What they have done to overcome and continue to succeed. They said it's not the problem, it's not the challenges as it were. It's your attitude. So, the life of David. Just three References in the Bible because of our time. The first one, David and Goliath. That was phenomenal in the life of a nation. I mean, the nation was at a standstill. The king had given up. The soldiers have given up. But they were still there waiting Believing God for intervention. That God will use man. And even the king was in trouble. So I don't know whose prayers God answered. But God cared for his people, like he was saying, the nation of Israel was special to God. And God orchestrated an errand to be sent and to be run by the little boy. David. You know this story. And David in a chance meeting let me declare now in the name of Jesus haven't heard all these and now you are ready to go back. It will happen like chance. In the name of Jesus. I have seen it several in the life of so many. Giving God all the glory. To just be a chance meeting, a chance occurrence. And we are waiting for your testimony. So David just coming. All his focus was seeing his brothers, saying hi, and delivering the food, and going back to daddy, obedient boy. But at that very time, Goliath came out bragging. And the frenzy and the fears and the Running as a character of all the military men, David was shocked. He never knew that men could be afraid like that. He said, how do, you, why, how do you come to that? From the way he answered the king, 
when they brought him to the king, you know what he said? He said, sir, let no man's heart fail. Can we, myself, in agreement with all the pastors and the directors and the commissioners and this panelist, can we, in agreement, in the name of Jesus, say to you, let not your heart fail concerning Nigeria. You will, by the next discovery, in the name of Jesus, there will be testimonies. You say, why are you talking this way? I'm following the line of what they have done and said. Knowing fully well that God never creates to get stuck, I can never be stuck in life in the name of Jesus. You say, are you boasting? I'm boasting in the Lord. Can I hear somebody say that? In the name of Jesus, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. In the name of Jesus, I can never be stuck in life. <laughs> Glory be to God in the highest. See what David said to the king. He said, sir, let no man's heart fail him. He said, your servant will go and fight him. Then the king, you, told, you have thought will encourage him. He discouraged him. Of course, that was his conviction anyway. The truth is that you can hide everything. You can't hide your conviction. Because when, she, when the ship comes to shore, we will know truly who you are. The king said, okay, but you are a youth. You are not able to fight him. Why? He has been a man of war from his youth. Sir, isn't that contradictory? He has been a man of war from his youth. And the only reason you think I can't fight him is because I'm a youth. What if this is my time? Please tell your neighbor, say in the name of Jesus, this is your time. Say it loud like you mean it. Say it again. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay, let me say it for me. In the name of Jesus, this is my time. Darkness may cover the land. And gross darkness the people. We are not denying that. But the glory of God has arisen upon me. That was what David said. Did, did David deliver? Did David face an opposition? Yes. Was he personal? Yes. Was he national? Yes. You see, it's not, it's not difficult for God. Whether through many or through one man, God is God. He will do it. I'm encouraging somebody today. It's your time. In the name of Jesus. So we've seen a situation in life where life happened to David. First his brother, then the king, but David won. And so delivered the whole of Israel. Second occasion, you know, we're just tracking that of David to establish what we're saying. Second occasion. Hmm. First Samuel 30, you remember this story? After him and this man, this, that, that same king who want to kill David. You talk of challenges. And David and David started looking for how to hide. Remember the story in Ziglag? And when he came back, they will kill him. His own very loyalists will kill him. When men suffer rejection, 
difficult to handle. What happened to the whole, the, the company of men was that they felt now the world is leaving us behind. If even here we have been attacked, our wives are gone, our children are gone, the little we think we have sacked and bumped, stolen. The Bible said they thought of picking stones to kill David. You talk of men and anger. Men and irritability. When men feel caged, stopped, they react in many ways. But the reinvented man will keep a cool heart and reinvent ways to overcome a master and still provide leadership. I'm talking of the reinvented life. When David saw that he was alone, you said it. He looked up. And what did he do? If God, and you said it. If God is with me, he will lead the way. He did. He asked questions. And he led the way. So David again reinvented there and then. How? He sought God. He heard God. He moved with boldness. He didn't have all the men he wanted. But he conquered and it was restored and he was better off than he started. Then the last scripture on David, then I'll quickly begin to conclude. It wasn't like he was sacked from his job. It wasn't like suddenly he was retrenched. It wasn't like government suddenly banned something. It's got to do with character. It's got to do with moral. Second Samuel, chapter 11. When kings go to war in the springs, David didn't go, but David was created to fight wars. And suddenly, because he was where he shouldn't be, he saw what he shouldn't see. And the strong man David, the man that Goliath could not stop, was stopped by a woman. That's not your portion. That's not my portion. In the name of Jesus. But David still had to reinvent there. How? He repented. He went before the Lord and repented. Guess what? He moved on from there. There is nothing in life that God cannot get you over. So much so that it will be the son of Bathsheba that will take over from David. If I were God, I would think twice. But thank God I'm not God. It doesn't matter how, how far gone you have been. Say, Pastor, I knew the day I missed it. God is saying, You can come back now. Your best days are still ahead of you. Is it with your marriage? Is it in the lives of your children? Even in your health? 
Life is saying your finances, your career, your business. In every area, you can swing back in the name of Jesus. Now, let me just begin to conclude quickly. Glory be to God. I find this in the life of so many people in the, in the Old Testament. Remember the story of Jabez. Your story of Jabez. Uh-huh. The story of Jephthah. What about Gideon? What about Isaac and Gera? We can define your current problem in the Bible. You know, why I'm here is the God factor. Praise the Lord. And I'm glad that these experts have done so well. And amazingly, they have been preaching too. No wonder they are where they are. And they're just starting. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. There's this common one that I just want to read. Although he got up and he crashed. And he got up again. It's okay, he's doing fine. But where, where he got to me, his name is Ryan Blair. I read it over the internet. They said this boy never read a book in his life. He was 16. He was in junior detention. No future. And where he was, no furniture. He was a gangster. He was a thief. He was on drugs. Now, the problem was dysfunctional home, like you rightly said. And his life was just messed up. And you see, maybe out of boredom, the only thing in his bedroom was the mattress he would sleep on, the little toilet that they created for him, and a copy of the Bible. Then out of boredom, he picked the Bible, and then he opened to the book of St. John, and he read out, tried to read out, he read out, tried, a high school dropout. He read it out, and he went, no, not me. But the words never left him. He looked at it again, and read it again, read it again, until he became bolder and confident and read it out. I said, this is strange. He did something to him. Now you can begin to thank God for the Gideons. And I'm praying that God will encourage them in Jesus' name. So he got to stage where he started reading the book of St. John. The next thing that happened was he started having dreams. He started having dreams. All he would think of before now was the four walls of his confinement and the horrible life he had lived. But now he started having dreams of himself outside the four walls and standing before people. Ladies and gentlemen, it came to pass. Talking the God factor. Later in life, he ran into trouble. I was reading later how he had a problem with his wife, domestic violence. I was reading later how he became so obsessed with making more and he dabbled into some shady ways and he ran into trouble again. But you see, what got to me was the fact that someone who had never had it before, somebody whose life was going nowhere, God picked it and he started changing. Why? From reading the Bible. The God factor. So, can we personalize this thing now? I'm told by my Bible that if the righteous man falls seven times, he will rise again. That's the Bible. And God is not a liar. 
So regardless of where you are today, we are waiting for you in discovery to celebrate you. Because you are coming back. In the name of Jesus, you will make it. In the name of Jesus. You heard Emmanuel saying, in God's DNA, you can't fail. He's not in his DNA. But you see, I've got to understand him that way. I'm sure if you want to begin to catalog where every one of each of us have, I mean, have failed, yeah, 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 I was failed. There will be so many. My own, oh my goodness. But to the glory of God, every failure, when they are becoming more, more prominent in my mind, that means it's time for God to make it a new thing. That's the way it's been. To the glory of God. And the Bible tells me in the book of Proverbs, say there is an end. No matter the trouble in your life, there is an end. There is an expiration date. See, the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. Can you see how God thinks? Romans in chapter 8. All things work together for good to them that love God and who are called according to his purpose. God cannot be stalled. You cannot be stalled in life in the name of Jesus. And my Bible still tells me that, look, we've said that God is the master, is the master inventor. Hallelujah. Oh, how do you explain the fact that if any man be in Christ, is a new creation? I think that's a total makeover. Complete reinvention. That's why a murderer today will become the greatest evangelist tomorrow. When you compare them, you say, was it not you? You say, yeah. How come you are this? Because that me has died. This is the new me. Like it happens in your business. It can happen in your character. It can happen in your health. It can happen in your marriage. It can happen in your home. It can happen in everything you are involved with. You carry God on the inside. Don't let collective failure define you as a failure. It may be the David that our time has been waiting for. You can imagine Okada business. All I'm thinking of is transportation. Because the suffering of the people are too many. You can imagine, I, you've got to deal with their minds. Liberation. You can imagine, no, poverty is not, how do you put it? Lack of money. It's not lack of money that defines poverty. It's lack of value for money. Can you imagine the way they're thinking? And you think these ones can be stopped? You know, I was preparing for this and I read what one man said. He said, you know what? The day man, a man begins to understand that you own nothing in life, so your deliverance starts. What defines your possession in life? Your time? Your treasure? Your talents? A man, we have, the, we have this habit of saying, it's my own. It's my own. When it comes to your wife, it's my wife. When it comes to your money, it's my money. Honestly, 
you are a caretaker. The day that is settled, your deliverance begins. You will be thinking in line with the way they have been talking. And you know what I've discovered? Such people accumulate wealth. Not because they want to. It just comes. And they keep on investing it in people's lives. And usually it's in line with God's word. You say, huh? He said, there is he that withhold more than is needed. He, he becomes poor. Not the abundance of money. But there is he that scatters and continues to wax bigger and bigger. Heaven's economy. The day the rulers of Nigeria understands this, believe me, everything will change. Everything will start to change. You know why you will oppress your wife because she's making it? Because you think, I own her. How can she make it and not making it? You make a mistake. It's my business. You forgot that God gave it to you. So what do you have that you have not been given? That's the Bible. If you have been given, then there will be a deal of accountability. And if there is going to be accountability, then I will handle it with God's consciousness. And when I'm seeking God first, ladies and gentlemen, all these things shall be added. Let me conclude. So, how do we handle reinvention? In addition to what you've said, I said, number one, you must desire it. You must want it. I'll give you an example. When Jesus, in the Garden of Gethsemane, <laughs> came to the point where he will have to die. It wasn't death, but see, that was, that was carrying him. He was what that death would carry. He would become the sin, not a sinner, the sin of the whole world. And God will, God will move back. And the Bible tells us that he was, he said, he was stressed. The Bible said, he said, I'm beginning to be overwhelmed with this thing. Then he said, Father, if it were possible, let this cup pass me over. But that wasn't the agreement. That wasn't, that wasn't the reason why he was there. Gentlemen, please hear me. Even Jesus got to a place where he was stressed. David got to a place where he was stressed. David turned over to God and he, our reinvention occurred. He overcame. He became a hero in the same place. Jesus said, if it were possible, let this pass over. Wow, that was tough. Then he didn't stop there. He said, but not my will. Let your will be done. Wow. And that was it. We didn't hear him say anything. And so he yielded himself. Those who had come to arrest him, that when he said, I am the one you are looking for, they fell. The same people now, he gave himself to them and decided to slap it. That was invention. 
He said, you think I can knock on a legion of angels? They will clear the whole of you and the whole armies of it. I said, no. No. Like a sheep being led to the slaughter. So is there sacrifice in reinvention? Yes. Which brings me to the next point. You must come to terms with your very, very challenges. Like they've said, that's not the time. Who are you showing off to? Let God understand that you are weak in a place. Jesus did that. David did it. So come to terms with your strengths and your weaknesses. Lay bare before God. Somebody said it expressly. You want revelation? You want God to come in? Don't procrastinate. Don't say, now I hear, I will do it tomorrow. Do it now. Start now. Start the move that will reinstate you. Start the move that will restore you. Start now. Say, no, 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 pastor, I can't do that. Ah. You are dealing with God here and he's ready to help you. The whole of heaven, heaven's arsenal is at your disposal. Start now. At this age, the fortunate thing is this. There is no age limit for re- reinvention. Abraham was 100 years old. Google as a man who got reinvented at age 60, you will see a catalog called a Highlander. So many of them. What about, um, is it Winston Churchill? We have a lot of them. Google men who came back at age 80, you'll be shocked. It's not too late. You will still make it. And you can still make it. In the name of Jesus. Don't you ever be afraid to try. Pastor, our time is past. Who told you? You know those whose time is past? Those who are buried. You say, really? Yeah. Doesn't the Bible say that even if our external vessel is wearing out, say we are becoming the strongest ever internally. At that point, you don't need to jump all over the world. You need to say a word and the whole world will move. And I'm talking to somebody here right now on the internet. The world is waiting for your voice. Whoever told you that you are abandoned, that you are done with, who told you? It's a matter of perception. So it's a matter of conviction. Don't be afraid to fail. What if I try and they don't accept me? That's what I'm saying. Please leave your ego behind. Take your best, put your best foot forward. What if you don't accept me? Put it there, put it there again. What if, put it down again. Hallelujah. It's your life. And God's expectation. Of 
you. Glory be to God in the highest. Many more things to say, but let me stop with this. Stop worrying about tomorrow. Will I ever be a successful father? Come on, what are you now? If you think there is a place of improvement, why don't you start? Will I ever be a, a, a successful husband? What are you now? If you come to terms with where the challenges are, God will come into it with you. In the same place where the world thought you were failed, they will celebrate you. Come on, check the life of David now. Check the life of Daniel too. He reinvented under all the kings. <laughs> Emmanuel is just 31. He's building classes for public schools in the Korodu. Emmanuel is just 31 with his wife. They have sponsored about 200 Indian Nigerians to become, they are now in America. So rather than saying, Nigeria is, Nigeria is, he's looking for where he can serve. This young man. And honestly, if you hear his testimony, everywhere he's been so far in his career, they look for him. <laughs> Whoever says God is not real, ah, that one is dead. Stop worrying. I was sharing in church today and I was looking at the place where Jesus was talking, was counseling his disciples and the multitude. He said, please, stop worrying. Please, do not worry. Matthew 6, 25 to 31. Don't worry. Don't worry. How many of you by worrying? Worrying, worrying. I mean, he littered it with, stop worrying. Don't worry, don't worry. You know why? Because worry kills creativity. And I hear Olushana uh, talking about creativity and innovation. How can you innovate when you're worrying? Worrying is a thief of ideas. It destroys the future that is yet to come. Under this, I said, one thing we don't do is this. We always look at the target. We don't ever think of the process. I wrote here, in my meditation with God, enjoying the process will get you there faster than worrying about getting there. Make up your mind. I'm going to let God and I'm going to enjoy every way, every part of the way. I am not going to worry myself unnecessarily. I will take hold of what God is providing. I'll be thankful for what he has given. And he'll keep on multiplying it in my hand. And I'm going to enjoy the process. I'm going to have a second a look at my wife. I'm going to have a second look at my children. I'm going to appreciate God over my home and my life. I'm going to just give him praise over it. Yes, there are so many issues. But let me thank him first. What the Bible says? Say by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Worry will muzzle our thanksgiving and praises. Seek you for the kingdom of God and his righteousness. When they are seeking the well-being of others, God is loading them. He just reminded me. He said, tell them again. I want to tell you. He said, when you hold the mic to talk, remember what I said to you. You are talking to leaders. God will pick you up from anywhere. 
and take you to everywhere he wants you to go. Testimonies in your homes, testimony in your business, testimonies in your health. You are the man that God has called. You are the man he has created. Challenges do happen. He will never leave, he will never forsake you. Valleys will be filled up before you. Mountains shall be brought low before you. In the name of Jesus. I mean you will subdue kingdoms going forward. In the name of Jesus. I say fear is not your portion in Jesus' name. I mean because you carry the DNA of God. And because his spirit dwells in you. Ephesians 3.20 says he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. What you can ever ask or imagine. And for you it's just to imagine it. God will surpass it for you in the name of Jesus. The time has come to be reinvented. And remember, like you heard, you have the Holy Spirit. Your best moment is ahead of you in the name of Jesus. Shall we rise? I just want us to lift up our hands and appreciate God today. And we want to encourage you to please encourage us. Please, if you've got, if you've got anything from here today, put it to prayer, sir. And ask the Holy Ghost to help you water it. You are coming back with testimonies in Jesus' name. And please don't just stay that way. Share it with other people. Encourage a man somewhere. You see, men don't quickly talk. Men die from the inside. But that's the reason we are here. To help them actualize their dreams. To let them know that the devil is a liar. Everybody do fail. And failure should not be your termination. Failure is your step to the next level. In the name of Jesus. Reach out to men. And when you are praying, please remember other men in your prayers. And God will never stop lifting you up in Jesus' name. Why don't you just lift your hands and appreciate him? Just give him praise. Give him praise. Give him honor. Worship him and adore him. Father, we thank you for making today possible. Thank you for all you have shared with us. Thank you for making yourself known to us that you were created for reinvention. And that we cannot be stopped except as we allow ourselves to be stopped. Whether in our health, our marriages, our finances, we cannot be stopped. Whether in our lives, in, our, in everything we do in our ministries, we cannot be stopped. And we have heard it clearly. And we are running with it in the name of Jesus. We thank you because the path of the righteous in this is a shining light. And it shines ever brighter, even unto a perfect ending in the name of Jesus. We will return in the name of Jesus, carrying our sheaves. We will return with great testimonies in the name of Jesus. Father, we worship you. We adore you. In Jesus' name we pray. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.